the hotel, she unpacked while he sat down. He noticed a blue book sitting on a table, and he picked it up. It was a New Testament placed by the Gideons. Now, I don't know what verses he read, but in a matter of minutes, he was convicted of his sin. So when, he, when the girlfriend announced that everything was put away, he looked at her and said, we can't be here like this. This is wrong. So she said, fine, I'm going home. Packed up, called a taxi, and left. But the man had to stay for his meetings, and every spare minute he had, he read that New Testament. And when he went home, he took the New Testament with him. As soon as he got home, he ran to find the pastor of a nearby Christian church and asked, can you tell me about the man named Jesus that I've been reading about in this book? Oh, is that better? Oh, okay. All right. Sorry about that. No one has ever told me I needed a microphone, ever, <laughs> ever. My mom thought I had one built in. Um, anyway, you get to hear about the beauty of God, and we get to re we re re hear about the beauty of what God's word does in men's hearts. I mean, here's a man that, that chose his girlfriend over his wife. And in just a few short minutes is so convicted of his sin that he tells her that they can't be there like that. Now, I don't know what he read, and, and we'll probably never know. But that's the power of God's word. You're going to hear some more of that kind of stuff, but now I've got to get a plug in for the Gideons. <clears throat> Since 1899... Our purpose has been sharing the gospel with the world. Today we are organized in over 180 countries and publish scriptures in more than 86 different languages. We place Bibles in designated traffic lanes of life, places like hotels, motels, hospitals, and convalescent homes. We also distribute New Testaments to students in schools and colleges, to prisoners, and to police, fire, and medical personnel as well as men and women in the armed forces. As members of local churches, Gideons visit congregations to let you know how God is using the seeds that we are sowing. We are an extension of the local church and work in partnership with believers like you. By God's grace, we have distributed over 66 million scriptures last year. And since 1908, we have placed more than 1.2 billion <coughs> scriptures around the world. You might also be interested to know that we've distributed hundreds of thousands of testaments to military personnel in the Middle East, including Iraq. The promise of Isaiah 55:11. Sorry, a lot of dead air here. Apologize. <laughs> so is my word that goes out from my mouth. Oh, awesome! Thank you very much. Wow, that was quick. <coughs> it goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. <coughs> I'd like to share a few more uh, testimonies with you, starting with an officer in the Romanian army. He was about to be baptized, but before the ceremony could proceed, he asked, do you remember me? And he went on to confess that 15 years earlier, he had stopped that same congregation from baptizing people in a, in a nearby lake. Worse, he had everyone there arrested and put in jail. Later, later in the army, 
he received a New Testament from a Gideon. Am I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not used to having a microphone. Um, <coughs> he received a New Testament from a Gideon, and he read that and gave his life to Christ. And he was there that day to be baptized. And uh, he begged forgiveness, and he was given forgiveness, and uh, he was baptized, and later that day he became a Gideon. There's another, there's another story of uh, some uh, um, Gideons that were in Sweden, and uh, they were traveling abroad, and they met a, uh, they met a, a Canadian army officer. And uh, they tried to give him a Gideon Bible, and he said, oh, no, no thanks, I've already got one. And then he proceeded to tell them about how he got his. He said when he was in boot camp, or basic training, or whatever they call it in Canada, uh, Royal Mounties training, I, I don't know. But uh, um, they, uh, the Gideons came in and tried to give those guys Bibles. And they were just out of boot camp, so they were pretty rough and tough. And they said, <laughs> we don't need that crutch. Heaven's sakes, we're rough and tough. We can, we can handle all this stuff. He said, but when we got over here and the bombs started hitting around us and the bullets started whizzing by, all of us suddenly found an urge to have God's word. And thankfully, the Gideons were there to give them to us. So it's pretty cool, all the different areas that we get to see, um, see God work. <coughs> It's such a simple idea, giving a New Testament to someone or putting a Bible in a hotel room, yet it's an, it's an incredibly effective way to share the love of God. Like the night Elliot Ozawit planned to kill himself. It was Christmas Eve and his wife had just locked him out of the house, but who could blame her? He had not been a good father or husband. For years he'd traveled the world, pursued his own success, and indulged in all kinds of immoral activities. He was away from home even as his wife struggled to raise two of their grandchildren and cope with cancer at the same time. So there was Elliot in a hotel room on Christmas Eve with a gun. And on the TV, there was an open Gideon Bible. And this irritated him. And so he knocked it off onto the floor, and then he tried to kick it under the bed. Have you ever been in a hotel room where they don't have bed frames. They just have a box. He couldn't kick it underneath there. It was solid. So he got frustrated and he picked it up and it fell open and he read John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Elliot spent three days in that hotel room reading the Bible. And on Sunday, he attended church with his wife and his children. And that's not the end of the story with Elliot. He gave his life to Christ that day, and he was baptized later. But now, he's a pastor in North Carolina. He was called into the ministry. Amazing things happen when God's word falls into people's hands. Millions of people have never heard the good news, and many will never be able to own a personal copy of the scriptures unless one is given to them. When, we, when, the Gideons, when the Gideons go to another country, we do what's called a scripture blitz. And we'll send 100,000 to 500,000 um, uh, Bibles to that country. And then a group of men volunteers to go over and distribute them. 
And they were in a city in uh, Ghana. I, uh, I don't remember where. And I'm, I'm kind of going off the notes here. So I'm off the reservation. So uh, um, he, they, go to this, they go to this city and they have this big distribution. They give out a whole bunch of Bibles. And then a couple of the guys said, hey, there's this village a few miles away. Let's see if we can't get somebody to drive us out there and we'll give some Bibles to those people out there. And so they do. And they get out there and uh, they're giving away Bibles and most people are polite and they're taking them. Well, one gentleman was, was not going to take that. And he took the Bible from the guy and he chucked it over his shoulder up onto a roof. And... <laughs> It's funny because a lot of us Gideons are not real spry anymore, and we're not going to go climb up on a roof even to collect God's word. And so it stayed up there. Three months later, the home office received a letter from this village saying, thank you very much for coming to our village and distributing Bibles. We really do appreciate it. I, unfortunately, was not able to be there. But when I got back, my neighbor asked me to get up on the roof and fix a hole. And when I got up there, I found a Bible. Thank you very much. <laughs> so this world has a tendency to say, you know what? If you believe in God, that's really nice. You're a weak-minded person. This world has a way of saying, I'm strong enough. And that's what that man was saying. He was saying, I don't need this. And he chucked it over his shoulder. What he intended for evil, God used for Good. That is amazing stuff. Well, I bragged up enough. Um, I guess. I guess the the last thing that I'll say is is um, when when they were in Ghana, they gave away three hundred thousand Bibles, and uh, they went to a, a school and they gave these Bibles to these children. And the teacher came up and, and she said, these are the books that we will teach these children to read from. And uh, um, that is amazing. But she said, there are so many more. When will you be back? And they had no response to that because there's such a need all over the world. <coughs> so when will we go back? Where will we go next? Even though we're placing or distributing more than two scriptures every second, the need is even greater. You may be wondering how you can help. Our number one need is for prayer. And I, I, say, that, I say that boldly because if the Gideons are doing what God wants us to do, the money will be there. If we're doing what God wants us to do. So pray for the Gideons first and foremost, to continue to do what God wants us to do and not what we want us to do. Because as men, we're prone to that. Every man in here has a tendency to say, mm, that sounds really nice, but I'm going to do my thing. I have children with autism, and, and we've got a video about autism. And uh, there was a quote that came up on this video. It was in big, bold letters. It said, do you want to make, you know, know how to make God laugh? There's a little pause, and then it says, tell him your plans. <laughs> uh, 
So pray for us to stay on track. Pray for us to constantly seek what God wants and not what we want. And pray for us to be able to get into um, countries and communities where we're not welcome yet. There's still places in the world where the Gideons are not allowed to go. And we would love to be there. (coughs) Secondly, we appreciate your financial gifts. Whatever um, 100% of of the offering that I'll take today, and I'll stand outside the doors here with an open Bible, and if you want to give, great. If you don't want to give, that's great too. Remember, pray for us, okay? (coughs) 100% of that goes to purchasing and shipping Bibles. Now, we pay $1.35 for these little guys. Whoops. Pay $1.35 for each one of these little guys, okay? That's a pretty good deal um, because we order a lot of them, $66 million last year. So um, uh, five bucks for a motel Bible. The really cool thing about a motel Bible is they have a projected life expectancy of about five years. And in that five years, they can touch up to 2,400 lives. And if you ever go to a motel room and you want that Bible, just take it. We encourage that. It's a one time in your life when somebody's going to say, go ahead and steal it. Okay? We've got plenty. We'll put more in there. All right? If you need a Bible, you take that Bible. It's a pretty good bang for the buck. Um, I, I, just, I just wanted to let you guys know how much we appreciate being able to come in and let you know what, what the Gideons are doing. And I just, I just really appreciate you, Jim, for giving up your pulpit um, uh, that's a scary proposition at any time. And uh, so God bless each and every one of you. God bless you, Pastor, for allowing us to come in. And uh, each one of you have a blessed day. Let's pray for Greg and for the Gideon. So. Father, we just thank you so much for your servant, Greg. We thank you for Roller Hardware and the fact that, that he has dedicated his business for the glory of God. And the scripture that he has on the front declares that. Father, we pray for Greg and Lisa that your blessing would be upon them, that you would touch them, that you would anoint them, and empower them to be your witnesses, <clears throat> not only through the way they do their business, which is with integrity, but also Give them words from heaven for people. Give them prayers for people. Give them boldness and courage. And Father, we thank you for the Gideon's chapter in our community, Lord. We ask that you would strengthen it and increase it, that more people, more men and women to be involved. God, I pray for men in our congregation, businessmen and women to get involved, and that you would increase this, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity to, um, to be able to sow into this ministry and to see the Word of God, which transforms lives, go out into the world. God, we thank you that we live in a day where the amount of communities and countries that are left is getting really small. And your Word says in Matthew 24, 14, that, that when the whole world has received the testimony 
of the good news and had that opportunity, Lord, then you will return, and we're getting close to your return. Help us, God, to give, make this a priority, and to sow and to pray into a ministry like this. And we just ask your blessing now. We thank you for Greg and Lisa, and we ask you bless their family and watch over them and continue to use them in our community to be bright lights. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Greg is going to be out there in a few minutes with his Bible open, and we encourage you to be generous about and uh, 